You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. It's a very good day today because I get to spend a part of the day with you. So I wanted to say before we kicked off this week's episode, I just wanted to say thank you to all who the all who those thank you to all who those new language have joined. None of that made sense. Thanks to everyone who has. Oh, I still can't say it. Thanks to everyone who has joined the Bride Chiller Facebook community. It's a closed group at the moment, which doesn't mean you can't get in. It's an open door closed group. We just don't want lots of spammer fuckheads joining, basically. So you, all you need to do is just say, can I join? You push the button and then we'll just say yes. But if you are a spammer fuckhead, then I would say don't join because I'm going to boot your ass out of there. And also if you've got a bad attitude, you're going to come in and be a shithead. I've said fuckhead and shithead. What's happening to me? If you've got a bad attitude, it's not the place for you. But anyway, so far, everyone's been amazingly well behaved, of course, because you're adults and you're sensible and you're bride chillers. And geez, it's just a great place to be. So uh, if you visit the Bride Chiller Facebook page, you'll see a link. Click it. Join it. Love it. Very happy about that. Uh, other general housekeeping I would like to share, the Bride Chiller blog is going off. We're really focusing on sharing good stories, great content, and trying to encourage vendors, experts, bride chiller bloggers, bride chiller graduates especially, we're loving that, to share their experiences. So I just wanted to do a quick call out if you are someone who is interested in putting pen to paper, not physically, I'd say finger to a keyboard, bloody hell, and you would like to participate and join. If you've got something that you want to get off your chest, share if there's a particular vendor or something that's just floating your boat. Get in touch. Visit thebridechiller.com. Go to the contact page. Hit the contact button. Get in touch. Send me stuff. Especially if you are about to get hitched or you're getting hitched in the future, which is probably very likely. I'd love to be able to share your wedding planning pictures and, your, well, actual pictures of your wedding and your planning adventures and uh, your story as well with the Bride Chiller community because that's what we're all about. You're fucking great. Right. Enough of that. Enough swearsies. I've said a lot of, I've said fuckhead, shithead, and you're fucking great. Definitely going to click the explicit language button this week on the podcast, on the iTunes, or they'll kick me off. My bride chillers, I'm really excited to be bringing you today's interview because I really like this person. I love everyone who's on the show, but I personally know this person. I personally know this person. And he personally was a big part of our wedding. One of our favorite parts of our wedding. No disrespect to the other parts of our wedding. You would have heard me talk about him before. His name is Andrew McClellan. He's a wedding DJ. He is a comedian. He's an Australian. He's a top bloke. And we love talking about wedding entertainment. I know we've had uh, Andy Kushner on recently, a, uh, a couple of couple of months ago, and he was talking more about the bigger plan of wedding entertainment. Andy runs a wedding entertainment business where they sort of work out lots of different levels of the entire entertainment process. He's probably more your big budget sort of fellow, and uh, he was great. But it's been a while since we've really honed in on music, and specifically what makes a great party. Because I get so many questions from people saying, how do you get people up to dance? I don't understand. My people aren't really dancers. I don't understand how it's going to work. Will they just get up and dance? So I thought it would be great to get Andrew McClellan on the show because, again, I just enjoy his company. You'll hear me giggling like an idiot throughout 
but he gives a lot of great advice and especially if you're looking at hiring a wedding DJ or even doing your music yourself lots of very practical tips in today's episode that will help you think about the formation of your evening slash afternoon slash morning if you are getting hitched in the morning harder to get people up dancing in the morning not impossible we do talk about that all right enough from me well I'm going to introduce me is that weird that's meta here's me introducing Andrew again because he should have probably been one of my first guests on the Bride Chiller podcast, but I'm going to change all of that today. The wonderful Andrew McClellan, welcome to the show. Alicia McCormack, thank you so much. Uh, it's an honour. It's a pleasure. Uh, although I don't know why you didn't have me on earlier. Why, why not? Oi, 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 oi. But I have talked about you constantly on the program. People might recognise you via my constant uh, recollections of our amazing wedding DJ. And friend, who uh, you are, that's you, by the way. I don't know if I explained that correctly. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Good, good, good. <laughs> no, I remember your wedding well. Um, tasteful, uh, exciting. Um, devil May Care, one of the finest I've been to. Well, you thank you. I, I, you flatter me. I know you've done a lot of weddings and events over the years, and you might, if they all did podcasts, you might also say that to them, and I'm totally cool with that. Okay, good, good. Please don't listen to any other podcasts I've done about weddings in that case. Uh, yeah, I have done a few weddings. You're right about that. What, what must have been now? 3,000 or so? I don't know. Shut up. Are you kidding? I'm appalling at maths, so that could well be a gross exaggeration. I'll take it. I'm going to put that in every <laughs> bit of media I put out. <laughs> Thank you. How much media do you put out about me? Oh, as I said, I'm obsessed with you. This <laughs> <laughs> is almost embarrassing. Is this an intervention yeah. we're hosting? Yeah, well... There's a message coming. Now, look, Andy, you are, yep. uh, well, you are a comedian, you're a performer. We met quite a few years ago working on a very similar, not the similar, the same TV show, no, that's weird, uh, called The Circle, which was subsequently axed. Um, and uh, you were a reporter. You're a techie person, which I always enjoyed. I was. Yeah, I was I was the Friday funny man as well. I talked about the, uh, essentially I did internet lulls. I can still remember having segments introducing such exciting technological advances as the iPad and Snapchat. <laughs> but, but that's what, that's the period we're talking about, you know, the heady days of the turn of the 20s into the 2010s. It was an exciting well, time. We really lived and I got to do things like interviewing Keith Urban where I just spent the whole time staring at his face and highlights in his hair and thinking he spent a lot of time doing this. <laughs> did he have frosted tips? Yeah, he did. And it was I felt he really needed some toner, but I wasn't going to say that. And also I kept thinking it was one of those moments where they said you're not allowed to talk about Nicole because that's when he had gone through his drug, second drug thing, allegedly. Oh. And uh, they're like, they were perhaps going through a bit of a wavy patch. So the publicist was literally in my eye line, like staring at me going, don't talk about Nicole. So I just had to stare at his weird hair and face. But he was very nice. Yeah, right. I think you should have mentioned the yeah. Tony thing because, you know, he was in that movie Judge Dredd, which didn't do very well. It could have yeah. all come down to a Tony-based issue. <laughs> it's hard to know. This is where we are in our, we are in our careers. Tony and talking about Snapchat to old people who would never have understood what the hell Snapchat is. 
No, no, I don't think they understand now. But to, to be honest, but does that make me old? Because these days when it comes to Snapchat with the kids, I'm like, but why bother sending photos that will disappear within five seconds? <laughs> just just send normal photos via Instagram or Facebook like a civilised person. <laughs> I think this makes you very sensible, Andrew. They're very, very sensible. Uh, mm. Now, 3,000, I'm going to say, let's say 10,000, 20,000 weddings that you have DJed. That's a lot. And uh, yep. you're also... 44,000 oh. is the precise number. <laughs> 44,000 weddings, uh, very experienced. Yep. That would make you old or you're doing multiple weddings per night. I'm going to get husband in the background to do some maths. Rich, can you work out? Andy says he's potentially done 3,000 weddings. Could you just do some maths while we're talking in the background to figure out how many nights that might be? He's got his pen out. He's got his pen oh, out. Gosh, I've already explained. It could have been a horrible exaggeration. <laughs> you just said it's going to be three, 3,000 nights. That does, that's, I want more information. What's the question? How many, how many hours has he DJed? Oh, hours. Yep. All right, I'll set Rich on to that right now. He'll report back to us later in the podcast. No, no, look, did did like you often say... ask Rich to do maths in the yeah. podcast? Calculator Rich, good um, aim. I haven't asked him to do maths. I've asked him to do numerous other tasks and sometimes he pops in and uh, we have a bit of a hashtag bring back Rich because the listeners love Rich and he is a reluctant podcast guest, but he sort of loves it. It's that love-hate relationship. Oh, yeah, right, right. Oh, well, um, I love him and I, I too would like to hashtag bring back Rich. Come on, Rich. Yes. Come on, Come Rich. On, Rich. Start with maths. Today, maths. Tomorrow, the world. <laughs> he is a bit of a dork. A lovable dog. Now let's talk about your style because what led us, well, let's rewind. We first saw you DJing at an event in Melbourne called uh, The Finishing School, which I would say if you're ever visiting Melbourne or you are in Melbourne or you just want to make a trip to Melbourne, this is an event that you should participate in. It's a great night. Would you like to explain what it is? Oh, sure. It's uh, Mr. McClellan's Finishing School is a club night that's run for Eight years now, uh, so I just started up with a few friends, and it's in an, it's in the trades hall, so the big labour hall in Melbourne, and uh, you know there's union flags hanging off the ceiling and all that kind of thing, but it's got a really old 19th century country hall kind of vibe, uh, hardwood floors, long benches along one side of the dance floor, a simple stage at the other end of the dance floor, and um, we play pop music to dance to, so it's as simple as that, like. There's no fancy lights. It's not particularly dark or anything like that. Uh, but it's a nightclub purely about dancing to pop music. And by pop music, I mean everything from uh, from Bob Dylan to Beyonce, from the Supremes to the Smiths and everything in between. Because there's so many clubs out there which are like, oh, we're a hip-hop club or we're an R&B of the late 90s club, you know, or we're an indie pop club or whatever. But most people like, I find kind of a bit of everything and well that's what we want to do we just want to play really enjoyable pop songs to dance to yeah and that's what i think the crowds come and it's you know of all the times we've been it's been jam-packed and we have danced until they turned the lights on and told us to leave which is always <laughs> like a sad fun part of the night watching everyone else slip out of there with no shoes on and i think that sort of night always brings joy and you don't want to go to bed afterwards because you're so hyped up having danced and you don't even need to drink 
I mean, I like drinking, but I've certainly <laughs> attended your events sober and had just as good a time. Yeah, I, I could say the same. I've DJed my event sober. And uh, I've still had a really enjoyable time. Yeah, it's fun. We also sort of try to avoid any of the picking up vibe or anything like that. I mean, I, I think people do pick up at the club and a, a few children have been born because of it. But, you know, some places are so sleazy. So we kind of just, uh, yeah, like to keep it all about shaking your ass, but in a yeah. not specifically sexual way. <laughs> And I think, uh, look, some I'd say some people achieve that. Other people go hard with the slut drops, and I support that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, mate, if you want to get down, if you want to bring big dumb slut drops, Andrew McClellan's not one to say no. Each to their own. It's a beautiful world. I respect, I think I've said this recently on a podcast, I just respect the thigh, the, the thigh strength and the glute strength of being able to successfully pull off a slut drop without just hitting the floor. Because I have done that oh, times. I know, and the knees as the knee, the patellas, the work oh. that those patellas are doing, making sure they don't pop off, fling into the crowd. Oh, a bad patella at a dance club <laughs> is not what you want. Good nah, Lord. mate. Neither bad patella nor bad Nutella at a dance club, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm on slightly. I will just say before we hit weddings, we are going to talk about wedding DJing and your, some oh, of your wonderful anecdotes. Good. I will get there. I'm leading towards that but Nutella Rich and I are on a bit of a Nutella hiatus because we have been purchasing Nutella and eating it out of the jar and we're both getting a bit fat so we've decided that might be the reason because it's pure sugar and it's my heroin yeah I know exactly what you mean who would have thought they could make hazelnuts so appealing <laughs> and sell it as some sort of wonderful thing for breakfast but it'll make you obese supposedly it's got all sorts of uh, vitamins in it and stuff mate I'm sure yeah. it's great for us so does cocaine. So yeah, absolutely. It. <laughs> and like in the old days when they used to advertise cigarettes, cigarettes, and they're like, it's great for your breathing. It get ri- gets rid of all sorts of lung complaints. Mmm, delicious Nutella. Lose some weight, smoke. Don't do it, everyone. Now, <laughs> don't look, the worst. Let's don't do it. It's bad. You won't be able to dance with vigor at one of uh, Andrew's events, weddings. Let's talk about weddings because. One of my, you know, main points about music and entertainment that I make over and over again, people are probably so sick of it, is picking, well, picking music that you know your group of people will like or, most importantly, finding a DJ or a live band or entertainment that you know can take that decision off your hands and just do a good time without you having to be a music control freak. Tell me a little bit about your wedding planning experience. It's a very vague question for you, Andrew. So you can sure, no, not at all. Um, (laughs) You know, (laughs) I was just saying it's interesting you should mention that because I the reason I just called you up, Alicia, to say, "Hey, that podcast you do that sounds brilliant. Can I do it?" Uh, Was because I listened to an episode that you did with another DJ a while back, and this fella sounded like a brilliant DJ, really onto things. I was a British fella. He was. Do you remember? Remember some sort of DJ guild in the Uh, UK? Tony? Yeah, DJ Tony. Well, Tony was kind enough uh, to say that every time he gets together with a couple for a wedding, he makes sure he meets them no less than three times to consult to make sure he knows exactly what's going on at every time. And I must say that made me feel pretty lazy because I never <laughs> insist on meeting a couple. Uh, I will meet up with them if they want me to, and I'm happy to. Uh, I'll even pay for the tram to get there. But... Uh, <laughs> Most of the time, if a couple just emails me and, you know, 
they're happy with whatever I do as a selection because they see me DJing at another wedding or at a club or at an event. Um, so often they'll just say, Andrew, just do what you do. And I'm like, heck yeah, that sounds good to me. I have a bloody <laughs> tops time of it because it's pretty easy for me to play a selection of classic 60s, um, classic 90s, and then contemporary stuff, which I'm happy with. I reckon they're happy with. Um like I said, I love a bit of rock and roll and a bit of R&B and a little bit of hip-hop even uh, and pop in general. And I like to throw in a bit of indie too because I started DJing Britpop when I was younger. Um, and that goes pretty well. But by the same token, if they're like, we absolutely love The Cure, we've got to hear some Cure and we have absolutely got to hear at one point Nine Inch Nails. And I'm like, you sure you want Nine Inch Nails at a wedding? And they're like, we just want it for one track. And I'm like, all right, if you want one track of Nine Inch Nails, it's yours. Then I'm happy to do that, you know. Yeah, you've got to be flexible, I think. Is it always the one that goes... I wanna fuck you like an animal. I mean, that's something that gets the grandma. <laughs> I wanna do you from the. Yeah, I did have one uh, industrial gothic couple who were mad for that, uh, and uh, it got the dance floor going. Because you never, as a DJ, you can often say that song will not work on a dance floor, but you never quite know when it is the right time to play. I wanna fuck you like an animal. <laughs> Do you? I mean, what I loved about working, working, working with you, uh, when we uh, procured your services, was just that we were like, we've seen you, we've been to your gigs, we know that what you do, you're very good at filling a room, and we were just like, just go your own way, literally Fleetwood Mac the shit out of it, go your own way, do your own thing, and we were delighted. Do you find that there are people that hire you that do send you a specific list, or that you feel? That uh, one of the questions I asked recently on Instagram was, "Do you have a, what's a song on your do not playlist?" And it went off. People had very specific needs and wants about not playing certain songs. Do you get that? Oh, definitely, all the time. Some people think that uh, some songs are really daggy, so they don't want them. Other people think that those songs, although daggy, are perfect and therefore <laughs> want them. And I always am guided by the bride and groom if they tell me you cannot play this particular song I won't play it sure. and if they say you must play this song even if I think it won't work and even if I'm tempted to make a sign that says this is the couple's special choice and hold it up every time <laughs> I'm playing a floor clanger that they've chosen I'll, I'll play it for them for sure although I have had the fun of people pull sorts of tricks once they've had a few drinks yeah. and you're playing at a wedding like I've had um uh, one bride, she was saying, my sister is going to ask you for a particular Taylor Swift song, which is her favourite song, and you are not allowed to play it no matter what. And then that sister was coming up later and going, my sister, the bride, really badly wants to hear this Taylor Swift song. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. I've got orders. I'm sorry. <laughs> which is fun. but you just got to step it up with your with – you're going to be coercive in that. You've got to pick your – you've got to do better than that. Oh, damn straight. You've got to do better than it's my birthday as well. I don't care if it's your birthday, particularly the wedding. That's irrelevant. Yeah, that is <laughs> – But very common. The wedding overshadows the birthday. Move it along, Sally. Yeah, absolutely. And I have had some real odd requests as well at the weddings. Like I was thinking about some of the um, – first dance requests I've got I've had I still haven't found what I'm looking for at one point <gasps> which is a beautiful song and thematically so wrong uh, just uh, so uh, another one's Mac the Knife as well great little song Mac the Knife da, ba, da, ba, da. but in the end it is about a criminal um, who's also a pimp and in the second verse or third he murders someone so <laughs> you know it's a great track but my uh, was it, yeah it's a little was off was it um, a Delilah 
the Tom Jones song, like Richard sort of said the other day. Yeah, yeah, he stabs his girlfriend yeah, to death. It's not that hardy. And you see all the old people singing along. You're like, you fucking crazy people. He's talking about, like, murdering his lover. Oh, boy. I, no, it's the worst song. I felt the knife in my hand and she laughed no more. Ha, 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 ha. And then everybody sing along. It's the worst. <laughs> But people don't. A lot of people don't listen to lyrics. I had a request for "Smack My Bitch Up" at a wedding once as well. Happily, not for the first dance. But Jesus, even though the track kind of doesn't say it properly, just the worst. And Gold Digger, you get all the time as well. I'm like, it's not wedding appropriate, mate. Gold Digger. <laughs> but if the couple wants it, I'll play yeah, it. Exactly, I like that. Andrew McClellan, we are going to jump to a very quick break, but I am going to read you after this break some of my listener knows. And then also we're going to talk a little bit about uh, dance floor etiquette. And also I want to talk about how you join the dance floor because it's my favourite part of your act. This is the Bride Chiller podcast. This is Andrew McClellan, my very special guest who should have been on the show four years ago. We'll be back soon. Bride Chillers, we're talking about, uh, very vaguely talking about music and dance with the king of DJs, Andrew McClellan. That's your new name. Wow, that's, that's quite flattering. I mean, I'm, I'm happily contented with just the Baron or Duke of DJs. Uh, Can I be Duke of DJs? I, actually, Duke of DJs is much more interesting, so that's you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, you're welcome to my dukedom anytime. Dukedom? Dutchy. Dutch, Dutchman. I mean... Holland. You're welcome to Holland at any time. I like Holland. It seems like a good place to be uh, in this current state of events. Um, tell me, I, I've so <laughs> someone. I was going through my little Instagram. As I said, I posted on Instagram songs that people don't want at their wedding. Uh, here's a few for you. Blurred lines. Someone says it's creepy and it's rapey and it has no place at a wedding. Yeah, damn straight. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, there was, to be honest, when that first came out, a friend of mine was like, "This is a great pop mm-hmm. song," and I. I hadn't heard it, and I, but I just played it, and I thought, actually, that is so catchy. I'm getting into this. And it was only after I played it for a month that I really gave the words a good listen, and then never again. <laughs> I guess I should have picked up on the title, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he's a douchebag. I feel just personally angry at him for being such a massive tool. Um, what else have we got here from people? Uh, what's the cha-cha slide? Everyone's talking about this thing called the cha-cha slide. Have I missed the boat? Uh, if you have, then I've missed it as well, but it could be an American or UK thing because that's one with I'm, – I'm Australian-based, as you will know. And uh, sometimes a song will be massive in another country that don't it doesn't pick up here. And I don't know. I'm glad. That sounds – I've never heard the track and it sounds – Awful yeah. too. Well, it was, it was about five or six people said that. So I feel like we are not going to play it. I'm not going to play it on the show. We're just going to pretend that uh, it's gone because people really hate it. Um, Andy, I went to my cousin's mm. wedding in, in uh, America. She's an Aussie. And we had a very big debate. People probably, again, sick of hearing about it, but I want to get your take on this, this topic, that the, all the Aussies at the wedding, we pulled out the nutbush. Tina Turner's Nutbush City Limits, and none of the Yanks had heard, sorry, Americans, my friends, had heard of that song or yep. had seen the dance. And we got up and did it. I felt very proud. But it's surprising. Tina's huge in Australia, not as much in America. Oh, that is weird. None of the Seppos, uh, that's Yanks, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry to our American listeners, none of it, that sounds Ter- now I think about it, it sounds terrible, but that it's not in Australia. That's anywho. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's requested all the time here. To be honest, I find the song a little dull because it is just repetitive. But it's one of those, if you want everyone to stand in line doing a cheesy dance, it is a bloody classico. I, I am worried. I'm DJing a wedding in uh, Columbus, Ohio oh. soon. Someone's shipping me out there to play. Wow. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you know any songs? Can your listeners write in and tell me what is a massive hit in Columbus, Ohio? Okay. You I, know we uh, can make that happen. I'm not so sure myself. I will we'll put that out there today. If you are in Ohio or the Ohio state, re- you know, states that surround Ohio, we're not going to get super specific. If you are outside, we're not going to disclude you from the conversation. Write in, tell us what are the songs Andy needs to have. Oh, absolutely. I'm happy to go um, with advice from anyone, any Ohioan town, from Columbus to any of the others as well. I thought you were going to be really <laughs> smart then, but my Google isn't fast enough. Um, tell me a little bit about if you have an empty dance floor. Let's talk about the tips to getting people up. Obviously, you can't be at every wedding because you don't have empty dance floors. Oh, I'm flattering you a lot today. <laughs> but what are some of the tricks to getting people up? Because there are the reluctant dancers and I, I'm i always the drunk person. It's like, get up and dance. Like I get a bit aggressive if people aren't dancing. Come on, let's like Get on the dance floor. Um, well, yeah. obviously that is one of the hints and tricks, intimidate people into <laughs> dancing. But if you don't want an air of menace at your wedding, which some people for some reason don't, uh, yeah, I um, one of the great, best ways to get everybody going no matter what is to have a first dance. And these days, uh, in Australia anyway, a lot of couples are sort of saying, oh, we don't want to do a first dance, we're kind of embarrassed. Mm. But as I always say to the couples, everybody wants you to have the best night of your lives. You don't have to be embarrassed about anything that happens at your wedding because it's your wedding and you're surrounded by people who love you. Um, now, obviously, people still don't want to do a first dance. Yeah. It's totally fine and I don't mind the least. But it is a brilliant way of getting people on the floor and also if you really don't want to do one you can use it to trick everyone to get on the floor because you just make sure the MC after 20 seconds does the whole and now everybody get on the floor and they're not allowed to say no so yeah if the dance floor is dead it's first dance time but otherwise um big killer tracks I suppose is the way to go uh whether and it does change a little bit from place to place but you know your massive ones are still going to be songs like Twist and Shout by the Beatles or um, I'm a Believer by the Monkees or if you want to go more contemporary, you can still play Uptown Funky Nights Getting a Little Older or Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Yes. Um, yeah, they're still they're still going to work uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, although I did just once do a wedding, a really difficult one when I was younger, which was um, – the uh, one side of the family were Georgians, as in um, Georgia, the country in Eastern Europe, yes. and the other side were Indonesian Muslims. <laughs> and um, it, it was uh, it was in Australia. Georgians like to drink a heck of a lot. Uh, obviously, the Muslims uh, don't so much. So uh, there was a weird vibe of either people weren't were completely sober or completely shit faced. <laughs> And uh, they didn't get into the same kind of music. And no matter how many Indonesian bangers I played, the Georgians wouldn't like it and vice versa. It was tough. It was tough, mate. I didn't know what to do. I played Michael Jackson. That got people up, yes. as I recall. But then the parents of the bride, the Indonesian couple, they were uh, finalists in the 
all Indonesia partner dance ballroom dancing competition. That was it. And they intimidated people off the floor as well. So uh, hard stuff. So that's when I like to pull out the patented Andrew McClellan technique. I urge you to ask your DJs to do this to get in – well, firstly, get into the music, which I believe – I always make sure I love the music I'm playing. Um, I mean, I don't understand DJs who sort of stand behind a desk and don't get into it. You know what I mean? It's weird. I agree. Yeah, because it's the it's one of the best jobs in the whole world, and so yeah, I just make sure I get into the music. You absolutely get into the music, and I think at one stage, you we were dancing, and I will say, my parents, my dad and my stepmother, they did not leave the dance floor the whole night of our wedding. Like I don't think they spoke to any of our family members. Oh, awesome! They were there the whole time, and my dad, like when it was like wind up time, was visual, visual, visibly, visually, Jesus. Upset. And uh, he, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lovely moment. But what we loved is that you participate, you dance, you leave the deck sometimes and then I'm like dancing and you're right next to me, which is such a hoot. If people didn't know that that's part of your, your uh, DJ persona, it's quite surprising and fun. Like I said, I can't help it. Like I really do love pop music. I got into doing this because I love it. Um and that's why I, you see sort of some DJs who are either doing it just as a job, they don't charge much, and it's just something they do on the side uh, on weekends. Yep. Um, and they're not into it much, or else they're people who are quite hardcore dance DJs or something who love mixing tracks together but don't really like playing pop music. They would much rather be at a rave yep. or whatever. <laughs> and they're bored out of their minds as well. But, mate, I love all kinds of pop music and... I can't help it. Like if I'm playing a song for a crowd, I can't help but dance around and get into it. And then if the dance floor does need a bit of a boost, I'm really happy to get on the dance floor. And then sometimes I can't – again, I can't help getting on the dance floor because I don't, if, if I'm playing something I love and I love most of it, mm. who can stop themselves? Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's a joy. Yeah. So I don't know. It was never – that was the thing. It was never a big plan for me to sort of say, I'm going to be the guy who danced along to the music. It just happened naturally. Uh, and, yeah, seems to work pretty damn well. Well, that's true, but you get flown all over the place now. You're a hard man to pin down. If you want to book, Andy, you need to book in advance and make it worth his while. Yeah, true. That is true. Uh, even though, again, because I sort of fell into DJing, I'm, uh, I'm not going to say I'm bad at organising because my diary is my Bible and I know what's what. But um, I always have this slight problem because I do comedy festivals as well and do stand-up comedy. I uh, I sometimes have to go to couples in six months. I may be able to do your wedding or I may be doing a comedy festival and I will get back to you if you can stand waiting. But, you know, I've, passed, I've, I've got a few friends in town who I like as well who I could pass gigs on to. And do you tell me a little bit about what you think the ultimate, this is a big one, get ready, if, if people were to come to you and ask mm. for the your favourite DJ dancing song, what would it be? It's like asking someone their favourite fucking movie and you're like, shut up, what a stupid question. It's so hard because it all depends on what the crowd's getting into and what time it is. I, jeez, oh I mean, do you mean for me to play yeah. or for the dance floor to go song, wild? What's it, well, no, what's the song that brings joy to your heart that you're like, if someone was going to add something to their playlist and – Upon your advice, what's that one song that you go, oh, I, can, I always feel like dancing and moving my bootay to it? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. I reckon 
At the moment, I love dancing to uh, I'm Coming Out, which is uh, the old funk song. There's so much. Oh, but then I love September by Earth, Wind and Fire as well. Uh, oh, man. Okay, okay. For now, I'm going to go with September by Earth, Wind and Fire. But I'd like to keep you to keep in mind that in if you ask me the question in one minute, it'll, it may well be a completely different answer because I love getting down uh, to um, – to Shout as well by the Isley Brothers, right. um, which is so good and has that long part. And then there's songs that people don't really know that I'm mad for, like the song Bad Girl um, by Lee Moses is such an amazing soul song. People don't know it, but when I play it, oh, it makes me want to dance. Ooh. So, yeah, there's a thousand songs out there. And I still love Britpop, so I still love dancing to Blur and Pulp and that kind of stuff. Oh, and then there's the Smiths. Mate, I don't know. Can, can, can I have a top ten? Yes. I've probably given you one already, I think, actually. Don't worry about it. I was going to say, why don't you, I would love to be able to share your top 10 of this moment. And it's not locked in. It can always be, it's malleable. But maybe for our show notes today, you could send me your top 10 songs, your dance floor fillers, and I will add that to to my notes because I know people will be asking and I feel like that's a very good way to go. Andrew McClellan, if people want to hire you, how do they do that? Oh, good question. I'm very old school. Uh, email me. Um, uh, <laughs> this sounds so bad when I say it. I actually built a website in the last few days, uh, which is djandrewmcclelland.com because before then, the only way to contact me was to email me at andrew underscore mcclelland at yahoo.com.au because there's nothing that says business and technological savvy like having a Yahoo. Yahoo web address, mate. Well, at least it's not AOL, so at least you're... I know. Well, in 1997, I believe AOL hadn't come to Australia yet, so I had to go with Yahoo. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, uh, djandrewmcclelland.com. Snapchat, tell me what's. Oh, yeah, what is the Snapchat? It makes the photos disappear. I don't even understand. It makes no sense. Uh, DJAndrewMcClellan.com, AndrewMcClellan at Yahoo.com. Uh, I feel like I should be more savvy and modern, but uh, that'll get hold of me. And uh, let's talk it up, guys. Let's talk about your special wedding day. Or I'm, do- I'm, do- I'm doing a 20th anniversary soon. That'll be real nice. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. gorgeous. So you do other events, obviously. I mean, I've just been focusing on wedding stuff, but I've been to other events where you that aren't wedding related that you've DJed, which has been fucking fabulous. As oh, well. cheers, mate! Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of fun doing a lot of festivals around the place. Good bloody times. Although, I was, what do you reckon to do music festivals? Right, I've, I haven't done many, and I reckon maybe it's because it's DJ Andrew McClelland because indie DJs normally go with their name. I was thinking of changing my name to uh, DJ Granddad Junior. What do you think of Granddad Junior? I love Grandad Junior, and we must explain also that Andy has a very specific uh, out. Well, what would, what's your? I don't want to say costume. It's your. It's my look, mate. Call. What's your vibe? classic gentleman style? I believe. Uh, <laughs> oh. So yeah, I, I always like wearing three piece suits and that kind of stuff. I can, and if people are more into the twenties or the fifties or the sixties, I can push my stuff towards that. And I bloody love wearing a tux. So nothing makes me sadder than when I turn up to a wedding, they haven't told me it's black tie and I'm in a lounge suit. Oh, God, the humiliation. So, yeah, I don't mind a bit of black tie. 
See, that's a good point. If you have a specific, this is a very good point we should have made. If you have a specific dress code, communicate that to your wedding vendors because they might want to get in on the act too and it looks better. Oh, yeah, for sure. If we're all looking good. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I'm sure you listen, but black tie men doesn't mean that you wear a normal tie that's black, okay? It's got to be a bow. <laughs> all right, boys? You look like an assassin. <laughs> Darn tootin'. <laughs> I want to say this publicly now, Andrew McClellan, we talk this about this a lot in our house, that upon our return to Australia, which may be who knows when, um, and we're going to have a massive homecoming party, which you're going to DJ. You're yet to be booked for this, but I just want you to... Hell yeah, I can't bloody and wait. I don't know. I don't, yeah, well, we are amped for it because I just feel like you will be our DJ for all future parties. It feels like you're part of our staff, which we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll happily, you know, if you can give me some fancy clothes to wear, that kind of thing, specific livery, I'll happily wear that. I'll wear T-shirts <laughs> with your faces on. Uh, yeah, we'll have ourselves a damn, damn good time. I'm trying to remember, like, well, we would have had a chat. What music are you passionate about? What would we have had a chat about? Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, right. Always, always. Fleetwood Mac. Um, yep, always. Uh, any, of that, any of that sort of era. I mean, I love like modern, like Pierre, I love, love Ben Folds and I like sort of modern, that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I'm really stuck in sort of 1973. It's basically. a great time. So I'm fine but with that. But at least you're not stuck. Um, yeah, yeah. That brings you into like obviously if we were making Bowie and that kind of stuff, which is still so good. Even T-Rex, which you can get away with in the UK more than Australia. I love T-Rex. But um, you do have to be careful not to get stuck in a certain age. A little while back I had, um, I was playing some David Bowie. And this woman came up and she was like, and she was a very old woman. She was like, can you stop playing this rap music, please? And I'm like, this is Heroes by David Bowie. like, yes, I don't like rap music. <laughs> Blew my mind. Wake yeah, up. yeah. Wake up, sweetheart. Yeah, but you've always got to be polite, mate. You've got to be polite. You've got to be polite. Last question for you, Mr. McClellan. Uh, if when you go to Ohio... Do you have other time available if someone wanted to poach you for another wedding? Oh, right. I had a little bit of a um, Boys Gone Wild holiday planned, uh, although when I say that, it's just me and a gay couple uh, that I'm travelling around with, some friends of mine who uh, they don't know this yet but because you can't uh, – marriage equality has not yet come to Australia, so uh, much to our disappointment oh, and chagrin. Um, so when we're in Vegas, I'm going to attempt to get them to get married Uh in fact, I'll report back and tell you yeah. if my coercion worked. Uh, yeah, but no, absolutely. They get in touch. And um, not that I want to come across as a filthy capitalist, but if the money is right, who knows what could happen. We encourage filthy capitalism on this show in a bright, chill way, obviously. <laughs> well, look, if you are in, in the area and you want to make it worth Andy's while, I'm going to personally endorse. I don't know. I mean, I've been, been endorsing you like a maniac. So I will personally endorse your services. So I think you should oh, do mate. it. What month will you be attending? Uh, from July 12th until August 11th, I do believe. An entire month of American pleasure. Thanks for endorsing. You've been endorsing till your horse, mate. Cheers. I'll receive the checks. At Absolutely, yeah. No, I appreciate you getting on the uh, endorse horse. Uh, always a treat. Um, it's been a delight spending this time with you. I'm ashamed that we didn't do it earlier, but now it's even better that we got this time together. And uh, I can't wait till we again meet in person and I get to dance my booty off and do some substandard slut chops in your... Oh, heck yeah. And really, would it be substandard? Any any slut drop that's a... Sl- 
that's drop where nah forget it don't worry <laughs> I don't know where that was going. And then I realised I was saying slut too often and now I feel sexist. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's Brad Chiller. We're very feminist. We're very open door policy to all men saying the word slut. In, in the, the right context. context, exactly. Andrew McClellan, thank you so My much. Absolute yes, pleasure. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> I told you I giggled and I enjoyed that so much and uh, I hope you enjoyed it too. I just want to plug next Monday's episode. See how professional I've been today? I I don't want to, like, float my own boat and toot my own horn and say anything else that's cliche, but I, I'm really trying to be a little bit more professional and plug what's coming up. So next Monday, hold on to your hats. There's another one. I am really happy to be welcoming back lovely Bridechiller graduate Erica, who is also a wedding planner and wedding coordinator and we are talking all about why you should consider hiring a wedding planner. I am a complete wedding planning helper person convert. I'm such a believer and I think if you're not a believer by the end of that episode next week you will be. Erica is very resourceful and shares all the information that you need. She talks about money. She talks about expectations. And even if you've already hired a coordinator or wedding planner, what's great is she goes through what you need to be doing from your perspective, what sort of information that you can be providing to them to make sure that they're on track and you're on track, what level of participation that you want to include, be included in when it comes to wedding planning. Maybe you just want to wash your hands of everything and just hand it all over. That's absolutely great, but you need to be able to communicate what you need, your wants and needs as well. So Erica provides all of that. She's a fucking legend. There it is. I love her. She's been helping me run the Bride Chiller blog. Gee, she's efficient. She really is. I say that with my mum voice because I'm pretty efficient, but spinning a lot of different plates at the moment, and she's saving my ass. So uh, a big, big hug, round of applause. And also you will see Erica pop up a lot in the Bride Chiller community. She's very active. And if you have a wedding planning question that's actually a professional wedding planning question, Erica, I, not that I'm not professional, but I'm like you. I'm a lay person. I'm not an expert. I'm just a professional big mouth. Whereas Erica jumps in and answers lots of your questions. Love to you all. Please keep in touch. If you have any questions, send them to me. There you go. Until next week. Happy days. Creepy whispering. The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right?